Hey everyone, and welcome back to Batch Babe. I am your host, Tessa, here to dish real talk on all things batch and wedding party. Quick note, I've changed the language a little bit to the intro to say batch and wedding party instead of bachelorette and bridesmaid because I do want this podcast to be inclusive of everyone, and so I do not want to discriminate based on gender. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to jump into our topic this week, which is basically planning a major weekend long batch party. So basically when you're planning a batch weekend of any kind, it can be pretty daunting because you're basically planning a days long event for a larger group of people generally involves some degree of traveling and there's a ton of moving parts and it's just, it's a lot more than just planning a vacation for you and your partner, you and a friend. It's like a trip with many people and many events. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot, especially if you're not used to planning these things. And a lot of people don't really know where to start. So I basically, I'm going to outline for you a, a planning timeline to kind of help you get organized and stay on track and ultimately plan a trip to remember for everyone. Now, regarding timeline, the general timeline that I recommend for planning a batch weekend is six or more months. Um, I really think that's the optimal amount of time, and that's six or more months from the date of the batch party, the batch weekend. Um, You can plan plan it in less time, of course, but um, it's just going to be a little more rushed, maybe a little more stressful. And I think that ideally a six month time frame is probably the best. So if you don't have that much time, no worries, you can definitely condense this. But again, if you do err on the side of caution and take more time rather than less for sure. So here is what you want to do once you find out that you're in charge of planning. So again, ideally this is more than six months before the weekend. So first, you want to get as much information as you can from the person of honor. So that's like whatever they've been dreaming of wanting for their batch weekend um, or whatever they really don't want for their batch weekend, their vibe, likes, dislikes, you know, you want to gather as much information as you can up front so that you can develop a fully fleshed out theme for the weekend and um, keep yourself focused during the planning stage. Um, Two you want to get a guest list from the person of honor. So keep in mind that a batch party in general usually involves more than just the wedding party. There may be people that for whatever reason could not be included in the wedding party, and but they're still wanted at the, the batch party because the person of honor wants to celebrate with them. So you need to know the total invite list and get a feel for the size of the party early on. Uh, two, th- three, excuse me, three, determine the location. So this can be done with the person of honor during your conversation about their ideas, or it can be done in a separate conversation later, but you really can't start planning until you know where you're going. So important to determine where you're going early on. Four, you want to connect with the guests. So definitely set up some sort of joint communication channel with all of the guests. Um, This could be a group text, which is pretty simple, but can get annoying, but it's effective. Um, Or you can even use a a special app like The Batch. That's personally my favorite. I'm not being paid to say this. I just really like it. It's basically a free bachelorette planning tool, and it has an internal communication feature um, for all of the guests, Um, and it's great. So whatever you choose to use, find a communication channel and get a head start discussing with the guests on potential dates and ideas and all that stuff. 
Five, you want to get organized. Um, Highly, highly important. Um, Whether it's Google Sheets, Trello, um, the app that I mentioned, the Batch, um, whatever you prefer to use, you should have something in place that's preferably cloud accessible on the internet. So you can track things like spending, guests, event info and stuff. You want to make sure you're as organized as possible. Um, (laughs) Six, definitely get a planner involved or consider getting one involved. That will help you immensely. Um, And if you get someone engaged early on, they can help you set all of this stuff up that I just mentioned um, and even brainstorm initial ideas with you. And it ultimately leads to less work for you. So if it's in your budget, um, it's definitely worth the peace of mind to get a planner involved. And then finally, of course, you want to set a date. Definitely have the dates finalized, if possible, at least six months before the event so that you can get the ball rolling on next steps. And again, this is considered this is considering um, a wedding weekend. If you're just doing a single night party, that's a completely different story. But for a weekend, ideally, you want to have the date finalized at least six months in advance. So now you're entering the six to five months before the weekend range. Um, and this is when you want to get the final RSVPs and final guest count. So you can't really book any lodging until you have a better idea of how many people are actually going from the guest list. So try to get this at least five months before um, and definitely before you book any lodging. Um, Then you want to work with the guests to determine a rough budget and get on the same page. Hugely important to discuss this with everyone and find out what everyone's comfortable with spending up front. It sets the, it sets the expectations. Um, it allows you to work through any potential kinks in advance and you'll avoid a lot of awkwardness later on. So you really want to try to get a rough budget approved by everyone beforehand. Um, and then also at least five months before you want to book wherever you're going to stay. So that could be a hotel or a rental home, wherever you're going. Um, Just try to get that booked at least five months before. Um, And also start looking into flights and transportation as well. Flights, you can get away with booking up to one to two months in advance of the batch weekend, depending on where you're going. Um, so you can wait a bit longer to actually book them, but some people prefer to book earlier. So, you know, you can at least look into what the flights are going to look like. And, you know, maybe you want to drive to your location, consider, um, what rental cars look like, look into the pricing for that. That's what you want to start thinking about uh, at least five months before. Now we are about four to three months out from the batch weekend, um, and you want to spend this time, one, coming up with an itinerary, which is the fun part, let's be real. Um, You want to kind of map out all the things you want to do, all the options, and kind of build a a party timeline, not a planning timeline, a party timeline, so that you can start to look into activity options and create a shopping list for things you need. I recommend using my standard model for event weekends and stick to one to two anchor activities per day, which I'll do a whole post on that later, but don't overbook yourself is what I'm trying to say. One to two major activities per day with some like supporting activities around that is all you need. Do not overbook. Um, And then two, you want to reserve and book any activities and services that come out of your itinerary creation. So um, ideally about three months before, have any major reservations and bookings made for the activities and services in your itinerary um, to make sure you get your first picks and have time to really look into everything. 
Ah, we're getting closer. Now we're about two to one months out from the batch weekend. Super exciting, but you still have stuff to do. Uh, first, you want to make sure that you order decor and non-perishable items. Um, refer to the shopping list you made after drafting your itinerary and start buying some of the fun stuff. And so that's like decorations, maybe uh, the person of honor's favorite wine, any special utensils or serving where you might want, uh, balloons, all of that stuff. Book and order all of that in advance around this time. And then also something you want to consider is getting the fiance involved. Um, reach out to the person of honor's partner um, and see me, whether they might want to contribute or be involved in some way to the batch weekend. Um, this is something I think is a really fun touch to have. Um, you may want to maybe, for example, play a game uh, that involves the person of honor guessing their fiance's answers to questions or maybe, maybe the fiance wants to be generous and they want to pay for a round of drinks at one of the places you go to or provide a few bottles of champagne for a toast at the house, you know, something like that. Um, it's a really nice little touch. And sometimes maybe even the person of honor's parents want to contribute too. I've also seen this. So, you know, if you're comfortable with their parents and you're comfortable asking, check in with them and see if maybe they want to help out in some way or have a surprise waiting for the person of honor. Really getting close to the party now, one week out from the batch weekend. Um, it's at this point that you want to assemble any swag bags and construct any DIY items. So get those things done a week or so before will help you avoid um, last minute stress. And you also want to do room and bed assignments. Um, I'll dedicate a post to this later on as well. Um, but you really, really should do this. Trust me, it will save you a lot of grief and drama later. So highly recommended. And finally, we are at the batch weekend. Never thought this day would come, but here it is. Um, just one last thing that you need to do before the party can start um, is set up any decorations and put out swag bags. Um, you may want to arrive a bit earlier than everyone else for this uh, and even recruit a helper or two, but definitely get this done. And then once that's done, that's it. You're done. You have a great time. One final, final task though, after the weekend's over, so everyone's gone home, you had a successful batch weekend, you need to make sure that all of the expenses have been taken care of and no one is owed any money. Super important. You really don't want anyone to be left with a large bill that no one reimbursed them for. And you want to make sure that the costs are spread out evenly among the guests. So I highly recommend you just take a quick look and a quick survey afterwards to make sure that everyone has paid the right person. And that's it. That's your planning timeline for a batch weekend. I hope this was helpful. And I hope that you have fun planning because it really can be a fun process. So if you liked this podcast, please go visit the companion blog post on planafee.com and um, like and subscribe. Thanks. And I'll see you in about two weeks.